Welcome to the Smart Weight Loss Coaching Podcast. I'm Dr. Lisa Olson, a board-certified weight loss medicine specialist and certified life coach. In this podcast, I'll share fresh insights and effective techniques for incorporating mindset, habit change, and proven science into your life. Are you ready to achieve sustainable weight loss, wellness, and longevity? Then let's jump in and lose weight the smart way. Welcome back. Today, I'm going to talk about decision fatigue and how it impacts our weight. When my kids were little, let's say around two and four, I decided to buy one of those play kitchen sets for them for Christmas. At that time, my life felt overwhelmingly busy, which is something I know most of you can relate to. I was working full-time in a very busy primary care practice with a fairly long commute. My kids were young and not in school yet, so I was juggling multiple babysitters and all of my kids' doctor's appointments and activities. My husband was traveling a lot for work. I was really burning the candle at both ends like so many working moms. And of course, I should give a shout out to you dads and grandparents who do the same, for sure. It's not just moms who do that. Anyway, one afternoon, there was some sort of an unexpected scheduling snafu, and I had an entire four-hour block without any patients scheduled. It was like a Christmas miracle, a chance to catch up on so many administrative tasks that had piled up. I felt like I won the time lottery. So although I needed to stay at the office in case anyone walked in, I was free to sit at my computer and catch up. Excitedly, I decided to start by ordering that play kitchen set I had been thinking about for Christmas. I was super excited about it and started to look online for options. The first one I saw was a pastel-colored kitchen with blue-colored cabinets and a yellow fridge. The stove was green and the sink was pink. It was adorable. Not to race into buying the first one I saw, I decided to look at the next one, which was a little more affordable. Cute, but not quite as cute as the first. The third one was more modern, with a lot of silver for the appliances and red accents throughout. The fourth was similar to the first one, but came with a play toaster. Some came with wooden utensils, others with plastic or wooden food. I definitely liked the play food made from wood. The price range was vast, so I worked and worked to find the cutest kitchen with the best colors and the best accessories for the best value. But just when I had almost decided, I found another one with a blender and fruit for a play smoothie. I even found one that came with a lemonade stand for an additional price. My head was spinning with the options, and I struggled to make a decision. It was almost like I imagined gambling with slot machines would be like, just one more turn, just one more play kitchen. I couldn't stop. When I next looked up, I cannot tell you how shocked I was to discover that my precious four-hour block of time was gone. No joke. I had spent four hours looking at play kitchens. This is really unlike me. I quickly went back to the original pastel one, added a blender and a toaster, and called it a day. I loved the kitchen, and so did my kids, but I had lost a completely free afternoon. The only one I had had in years, I think, flipping through options, trying to make a decision. What did I make for my family for dinner that night? 
I don't even want to try to remember, but I'll guess it was something fast, easy, hyper palatable, and uninspired. I doubt it included broccoli or asparagus. So what happened to my brain that day? It's called decision fatigue. I had been making decisions all day long, actually day after day, in my role as a doctor, a mother, in the running of my home, in the organization of babysitters, activities, picking out gifts when my kids were invited to a birthday party. My brain was simply full and unable to make that decision about the play kitchen. Research studies estimate that American adults make around 35,000 decisions each day. (laughs) I can't decide what to think about that number. It sounds like a lot. But when you think about all of the tiny little things we must decide, I guess it rings true. Decision fatigue is a common problem. It describes an impaired ability to make decisions and control our behavior as a result of repeated acts of decision-making. In other words, our brains are tired from making decisions all day long, and we just can't make another one. The decisions we do make aren't as solid. Decision fatigue has been demonstrated in judges performing multiple parole hearings. They make different decisions at the end of a busy day than first thing in the morning. We see it in journal editors reviewing manuscripts. We see it in air traffic controllers and in healthcare providers. In fact, most of us see decision fatigue pop up in our lives at some point, if not every day. It's actually the process of making decisions, not just deliberating on your options, that causes the greatest amount of decision fatigue. And the more complex or difficult the decisions, the more decision fatigue we experience. If the most complex decision you make in a day is whether or not to wear your red or your blue jacket, you're unlikely to relate to this conversation, but that's not the case for most of us. Interestingly, time of day is associated with decision fatigue. When students take a standardized test in the morning, they do better. Their brains haven't been taxed with too many choices yet. As the day progresses, the decisions pile up and scores drop. The process of making a lot of choices also leads to more avoidant behaviors, meaning procrastination. We're more passive and often choose not to act. We're less persistent and more likely to stay in a rut or give up and choose a default option even when it doesn't serve us. We may experience a sense of more decision conflict and regret about our choices when we finally do make a decision. Functional MRI studies show us that when we have decision fatigue, the parts of the brain involved in reasoning and making decisions are less active. We're less likely to tap into our full brain power, memory, attention, and cognitive flexibility when we've made a lot of complex decisions already. In one study, college students experiencing decision fatigue spent more time completing and performed worse on a math test than those who were not given decisions to make right before the test started. It's also been shown that our reasoning and intellectual capacity are reduced, and we take more mental shortcuts when we've had a lot of complex decisions to consider. We also have reduced physical endurance, 
Isn't that fascinating? When our brains are taxed, it impacts our physical capabilities. Here's one way that was studied. Research participants were given a decision load. They were asked to either make a bunch of shopping decisions about which consumer goods to buy and at what cost, or which college courses to take with a complicated schedule. Then a bit later, they were given a physical endurance test. How long could they submerge their hand in ice water? I'm so glad I wasn't a participant in this study. Anyway, those who made the most decisions were the least tolerant of the ice water. Now you can imagine why it might be hard to convince yourself to take a tough exercise class in the evening after a day of decision-making, right? You're not lazy if you want to skip that class. Your brain is simply full. Let's circle back to weight loss, right? How does decision fatigue impact our weight? Well, think about the last time you had a super busy day involving a lot of decisions. You finally make it home or close up your computer just in time for dinner. Dinner, right. You didn't have a hot second to think about dinner, and now there's nothing that you have the energy to make. You don't even really know where to start. You're so mentally depleted. This is decision fatigue as it relates to weight. When we don't even have the bandwidth to think about what to make for dinner and we don't have the energy to make it, there are things we can do. Right now with decision fatigue, you might just sigh and pick up the phone to order pizza or drive through somewhere to grab food that will be easy and that everyone likes. Or maybe you grab something at home that isn't what you'd really like to have, like a bowl of cereal or make pasta again. Believe me, I get it. We've all been there. What I want to offer is that there are so many things we can do to protect ourselves from decision fatigue. Pre-commit to decisions whenever possible. Every decision you make in advance is one less thing pressing down on you in the moment. And when you can do anything on repeat, you remove the need to make any decision at all. So let me give you a list of five decisions that you can simplify starting today. Number one, what time you wake up. If you start thinking about what time to set your alarm for tomorrow morning at 11 p.m. the night before, you've just added an unnecessary decision to your day. The more we go to sleep and get up on the same schedule, the less we have to think about it. Weekdays, I set my alarm for 6 a.m. and weekends for 7. My goal is to have lights off by 11 during the week and 11 to midnight on weekends. Do I always nail it? No, I don't. But I don't negotiate or reinvent my sleep schedule every night when I set my alarm. If I stayed up too late, that's on me. I still get up at the same time the next morning. I don't use up precious energy rethinking it. Here's another decision you can simplify today. Decision number two, what you wear. Think about Steve Jobs with his black turtlenecks or Mark Zuckerberg with his hoodies. They didn't waste any precious brain power in their closets deciding on the right outfit for the day. That decision was pre-made. Like those tech moguls, some people create a uniform of sorts, which simplifies the decision-making process in the mornings. If you find a style of blouse you like, buy it in a few colors and wear one of those blouses with your black pants to work every day. Or maybe a uniform of jeans and a t-shirt in the nicer weather and jeans and a flannel shirt when it's cool out. 
Or if your job is more formal, a navy power suit, a white blouse, and then rotate through a handful of colorful scarves. Very little need for decision-making when you create a uniform. You might wear pearl earrings and a pearl necklace every day and just keep that your workday jewelry. You may have noticed that I like blue. When in doubt, I just throw on blue because it makes me feel happy. In my 30s, I think 95% of my clothes were black. What did that do for me? It eliminated decisions. And that's the point. Bottom line for item number two, simplify your clothing and even pre-commit to your outfit the night before. Number three, simplify what you eat. In my experience, most people do pretty well with their meal choices early in the day. It's dinner time or later when we can get into trouble with decision fatigue. The easiest way to avoid that is to plan in advance what you'll eat for dinner. Don't wait until dinner is approaching to ponder your choices. You can simplify further by pre-committing to what you eat for breakfast and lunch. Decreased variety is one of the secrets to success when it comes to maintaining weight loss. We know this from the National Weight Control Registry. We study people who have lost a lot of weight and keep it off. They tend to be creatures of habit, eating the same healthy foods over and over again, especially for breakfast and lunch. So pick out one, two, or three breakfast items that you'll eat and rotate them as needed based on the season or based on what you have in your refrigerator. For example, I mainly eat steel-cut oats with whatever fruit, nuts, and seeds I have on hand. Right now, it's usually steel-cut oats with apples, walnuts, and chia seeds. Other times, it might be frozen blueberries and sliced almonds. The type of fruit and nut may vary slightly depending on what's available on any given day, but my main plan doesn't vary much. The base is always oats. What to eat for breakfast doesn't add to my decision burden each day because I have a default choice that's healthy. Occasionally, I might have a slice of avocado toast with an egg or some plain Greek yogurt with my fruit and nuts. And when I don't feel like eating oatmeal in the summertime, one of those options then becomes my summer default. No decision needed. Still cut oats naturally drops off as the days get warmer and I have more avocado toast. The lunch default is leftovers from dinner. I'll eat that most days. If there aren't any leftovers, then I have one of my three breakfast options. Again, only a very minor decision is required there. People who keep their weight off often make very similar dinners every day, with the variation coming in which veggies are served. Dinner might be some kind of fish and roasted vegetables every night. Will you get sick of that night after night? Sure, but you can rotate the type of fish and type of veggies. Eventually, even that system will get boring. Just ask my husband. When we were first dating, I made fish and vegetables for him almost every night, along with his favorite boiled potatoes. I did this for years. One day he said, enough. (laughs) And then we took a break from that routine and added a few other things to our dinner rotation. Currently, we eat a poke bowl about three out of every four weekends as our dinner option. We make brown rice with sushi seasoning, and my bowl has salmon, chopped scallions, cucumbers, red cabbage, pickled ginger, and some edamame. I top it with a bit of wasabi paste mixed with soy sauce. It's so easy and delicious. What I like about poke is that each person gets to decide what goes into their bowl 
from a list of options set out on the table. I don't have to decide what's right for my kids or for the adults. We just each assemble our own. We use this when we have guests over too. It's really a crowd pleaser. When the weekend comes around, there's no decision to be made. The choice is obvious. Instead of what should we eat for dinner, the question is, are we making poke bowls Friday night, Saturday night, or Sunday night? That's how we reduce the effort that goes into the weekend dinner decisions. Our other weekend dinner default is what we call German dinner. My husband is from Germany, and so he and my half-German children love nothing more than a meal of dense whole grain bread, salami, and cheese. What do I eat? Usually not that, although I could. I typically opt for leftovers if we have them. If not, I'll pull out some raw carrots for my veggie, and I'll eat some creamy artisan cheese on seed crackers. Easy. No decision needed. Bottom line, simplify your food and pre-commit to your meals in advance so you don't have to make a decision right on the spot. One more hint for dinner. If you pre-commit to what you'll make for dinner, pause and ask yourself, how realistic is my plan on a scale of one to 10? Sometimes I have a lovely dinner planned, but when I pause to consider obstacles to that dinner, I realize it's unrealistic because I'm driving my kids to after-school activities and I won't have enough time to get dinner made before everyone is starving and starting to grab some snacks. No problem, I just push that plan back to a day that's less busy, and then I come up with something faster with less prep. It's still going to be a better choice than the decision I'd make on the fly at 6.30 p.m. What's another decision we can simplify in our days? Number four, decision about when you exercise. Create a routine for exercise and pre-commit. How do you pre-commit? Simply say, I'm going to do this whether or not I'm actually in the mood for it, right? Perhaps your morning routine on the weekends always starts with a walk. Sometimes you have company, sometimes you're on your own, but before you do anything else, you walk. You don't even need to think about it. You don't analyze the weather, contemplate how you feel. You don't offer yourself an option. You just get up and go. That's how a habit or routine is created. The decision was made to create this routine And now it's on autopilot and takes up no space in your brain. Now your brain is free to make other decisions. Bottom line, pre-commit to your exercise schedule in advance and keep it the same every day or have one schedule for weekdays and one schedule for weekends. Number five, this might sound like a silly one, but hey, every decision matters. Reduce decision making around your hair, meaning when you get your hair done. This may or may not resonate with all of you, but for my ladies out there who are dyeing their hair like me, you know what I'm talking about. How about recurring appointments? Can you simply plug in a frequency and not even need to think about it? For example, if you get your hair dyed, can you lock in an appointment every six weeks on a Saturday at 1 p.m.? Now it's booked and it's one less decision taking up space in your brain. If you're not dyeing your hair at a salon, how about pre-committing to a schedule around how often you wash or style your hair? I always wash my hair on days I have dance class, days we're going out to an evening event, days I have coaching calls for a group program, days where I have a meeting at my kid's school, and on days that I travel. On the other days, I generally throw my hair up in a bun and hope for the best. How does that prevent decision fatigue? If I have a group call today, I don't even need to think about it. I just hop in the shower. 
think about one last option to reduce your number of daily decisions. Option number six, when you check in with your parents, do you have older parents that you like to call periodically or maybe every day? How about a commitment to give them a ring once a week? We speak with my mother-in-law every Sunday at 11. Does that always work with our schedule? No, but we all try and more often than not, it does work. We don't even have to think about when we fit it in. The decision is made. We call it 11 every Sunday. These are just a few decisions you can simplify in order to free up a little brain space for yourself in the evening. Have you already been thinking about your NBA, your next best action? I'm sure you can think of one or two decisions to simplify immediately. Me, I'm going to batch cook or prep one meal every Sunday evening that can carry me through at least a couple of dinners and lunches throughout the week. I sense a pot of chili in my future. That will become my default food when I've had a super busy day. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like more support during your smart weight loss journey, check out our group coaching program at smartweightlosscoaching.com. Until next time, stay well and stay smart. Smart.